Hello and welcome to another episode of the CBO Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Donna Sheely. So glad to have you with us today. Today, we have Lori Beatty joining us. She is the Chief Financial Officer Executive Vice President for Finance and Administration at Tarleton State University in Texas, one of the fastest growing public universities in the nation. Welcome, Lori. Thank you, Donna. It's great to be here. I'm so glad to have you. Okay, so Lori, it looks like you started your higher education in the uh, Texas A&M University system, but let's go back even before that. Let's talk about your background. Looks like you're a Texas gal, so let's talk about that and tell us what you did prior to higher ed. Sure. Yes, I am born and raised in Texas and um, started my career in the banking industry. And so I spent some time in banking, um, both in customer service and in the the back office data processing uh, side of things. Took a little break from working to to start a family and then went back to work in small business and accounting. Um, At that point, I had had gotten my CPA license and um, worked for um, a public accounting firm and then um, for a small business where I was the office manager and an accounting manager. Really in, enjoyed that work, but wanted something a little more than than helping my boss build his bottle, bottom line and, and found my way into higher education um, here at Tarleton. Um, my first role here was um, in a grand accounting position. And so here we are almost 12 years later. Wow. Okay. So talk to us about the beginnings with the grant uh, accounting position. What was that like? What did you think of that when you started there? So, um, so I really enjoyed that work because um, it allowed me to see a broad perspective of the different processes within the university. So it also was a great way to transition from small business because in my mind, I could treat each grant as its own little, little business with its own financials. And, you know, so, so it was a great way to transition, built great relationships across the institution because a grant has payroll and purchasing and compliance and all of those things. So I found it to be a a really, really great introduction um, to the higher education world. Awesome. Okay. So after the grant accounting position, where'd you go from there? I became the interim um, director of accounting and controller for the institution. Um, That position vacated um, after having the same person for 17 years. So it was a big time of transition for the department. And I know we'll talk mentoring here in a little while. And and, and I'll tell you um, kind of, kind of how I ended up in that position and, um, and even when I wasn't sure I was prepared for it. So, yeah. 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 Okay. Pretty exciting. All right. So then, I mean, we can go into that a little bit now um, because we want to talk about what you did, the next steps. But let's go. Let, let's talk about that mentorship right there, because who was it? I know you were coming into a position where that person was there for 17 years. So that's a pretty big, significant transition. Talk to us about that and the mentorship process and in, in getting you into that position. The controller position, um, as I mentioned, had, had, had the same person for about 17 years. Our CFO at the institution had been here for 31 years and recently retired. And so um, really the mentor that helped me through that time was uh, Dr. Minkler, who who was the new CFO that came in. And he came in 
um, with some gaps because of quite a bit of, of turnover at the time uh, with those departures and a loss of institutional knowledge. And he asked me to step in in that interim position, which I was certainly willing to do and, and happy to learn and, and help. I think one thing I learned early in the banking industry was, you know, if you have the opportunity to learn something new, even if it's outside of your area um, of responsibility, learn it because you never know when it'll come come in handy for you. And so I jumped right in, happy to help. Um, and I distinctly remember him standing in the doorway of my office and me begging him to hire someone with more higher ed experience. And he kept saying, are you sure that you don't want to be considered for the the permanent position. And I said, you know, you really need someone that has more higher ed experience. And he said, are you going to feel the same way after you've done the job for six months? And I said, well, I don't know, but I really think you need somebody with more higher ed experience. He did post the position and, um, and after a failed search, uh, then promoted me to that position permanently. Um, and then a little later before he departed, um, to an assistant vice president role, um, still over m- most of the same folks, but I think we added, uh, procurement at that point. But, um, I, I just, I think of him often as I lead others, um, now that, you know, he saw that potential before I saw it and gave me opportunities that I didn't even really know I wanted. And so, um, you know, I, I try to be that kind of leader uh, as well. Yeah, that's good. So let's talk about that a little bit. What were you thinking when you said, you know, you need someone with more higher ed experience? I mean, obviously, and, and I'm going to, it's a trick question because I'm going to ask you sure. what you would tell yourself now, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. the person back then, you know, who you were back then, what was your, why would you think that you wouldn't have been a good pick? So I think the thing that that I struggled the most with when I came into higher education was some of the systems that we u- utilize for um, for financial work in particular. I remember at one point sitting at my computer going, how did I pass the CPA exam? Because this just does not make sense. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. And um, and I think just that transition from more a corporate accounting to fund accounting and then doing so in a, a system, a financial system that is not intuitive. And so, um, you know, with the loss of institutional knowledge, there was not really anyone to help me navigate some of the reporting um quirkiness, if you will, of those systems. And so um, I just felt like if, you know, if there's, if somebody else had already navigated this, they would be better equipped. Um, Now I will say, um, because I'm not typically one to um, accept defeat, that I, (laughs) I, he he was right in that um, over those six months, I spent a lot of time meeting colleagues across the A&M system and reading and reading manuals and and learning that system uh, so that I could be equipped uh, to do the job. So it sounds like a little bit of imposter syndrome a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably a good description. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if you were to or able to talk to your younger self, or let's just say it's someone who is similar to you coming up now, thinking that same thing, having the same skills you had, the same opportunities that you had, what would you say to that person now um, with the knowledge that you know now to that person to say, you know, to let them know that it'd be okay to try? 
The thing that I would I would say is just because you're in a director level or a manager position doesn't mean you have to understand every detail of the work that you oversee. You just need to surround yourself with people who can help you where you need it and that you can trust to to do their work. And I had some great um, employees and friends in the in the department that had done some of those things for a long time. And so um, just trusting them to do do their work rather than feeling like I had to understand um, every little piece. And then one of the wonderful things about being a part of the Texas A&M system is the colleagues across the system that that are struggling through some of the same things. And so just make building those relationships and um, and surrounding yourself with people that can help you get there rather than thinking you have to do it all by yourself. All by yourself. That's great. That's great advice. Okay. So talk to us about getting into the role that you're in right now. Yes. So um, after some time in the AVP role, my mentor, Dr. Minkler, moved on to another assignment, and um, and we had for a couple of years a, uh, a former vice president from the university that came back and filled the CFO role. Um, and he, Dr. Richardson, um, still a faculty member here at Tarleton, which was also a great mentor and saw that I was successful at the AVP role and kind of allowed me to see behind the curtain a little bit of, of what was going on at the CFO role. And so um, when he uh, went back to the faculty um, during a presidential transition, he chose uh, to go on back to the faculty. And so I became interim for the last few months of our uh, former president and then was interim when our new president uh, began. And he, uh, a few months into his tenure here, made that permanent. And um, man, it's been a fun ride. Yeah. So how long have you been uh, in this role now? About four years. Okay, that's good. So you had to go through the whole COVID uh, pandemic. Oh, yes. and we- <laughs> <laughs> yes. State budget cuts, all yes. of those sorts of things. Oh, my yeah. goodness. So talk yeah. to us since you've been in this role, uh, maybe one of the biggest challenges and how you overcame that challenge uh, uh, while while in this role. You know, I think obviously the the pandemic was was a huge challenge for all of us, and I think the the unknown of that period. Um, I remember an early cabinet meeting where, at that point, every thought body thought this would be a few months, and then it would be um, back back to normal. And obviously, that was not the case. Um, and then the state of Texas um, did some budget reduction where they actually reduced our, our current biennial budget uh, during that period, which was very difficult and, and not, not knowing, you know, hindsight. It, it wasn't as scary as it felt because of the federal funding that then came after that. But we didn't know that early on. We weren't expecting that. And so we were looking at a budget cut that was was significant. And as a, re- a result, we did some layoffs for the first time in the history of our university. Um, and that was difficult. It's You know, it was hard to to sit across the table from folks that you you have been your colleagues and uh, let them know that their job is not going to continue. So 
yeah, that, that was probably, probably the biggest challenge. Yeah, I can imagine. So Lori, talk to us about everything that you are over as the, uh, Chief Financial Officer at Tarleton State University. Yeah, sure. So I have um, the financial side of, of the house. So um, what we call business services that has procurement and contracts, accounts payable, um, accounting, student accounts. So the, the student revenue and collection side of that. And then also the budget and long, long range planning uh, reports to me. And then um, information technology human resources, and then uh, compliance and campus operations. So campus operations is a little bit of a catch-all. So it has um, facilities, but then also auxiliary operations, event services, some of those more operational things that in some universities are kind of spread out. And one of the things that we did when we did that reorganization yeah, during the, the pandemic was we centralized some of those services. We were able to do that with fewer people than if they were decentralized. And so that that fell under me as well. And then I have a really kind of unique office that is brand new and we're still really working out the kinks, but we call it the Transformation Realization Office, the TRO. And um, and it's what you might think of as uh as project management, um, but but really it, it was created out of our strategic planning process. And um, the intent of that office is to help make sure that we're doing the right things from a project perspective. And when I say project, I'm not referring to facilities, but things like process review of how we hire faculty, an implementation of a new advising software. So that that team is helping us track those projects and report out on them. And when there's a resource constraint, they alert us of that so that we can prioritize which project makes the biggest difference. Yes. Awesome. So you have a lot. Of course, you love everything that you do. But what is the one thing in the morning when you're getting out of bed, you're like, I can't wait to do this today. What's that? <laughs> we know you love everything. Of course. I do. <laughs> I do. You know, it's like a parent. All of my children are my favorite. Yes, right? of course. We don't want to say that, yeah, one's less yeah. than the other. But, you know, at this point, because I know that can change, you know, sometimes it's, you know, one department that's getting you excited. But right now for you, what's the one thing that you're like super excited about? You know, I think really it involves all of them. It, it's troubleshooting and and you know, finding when a problem comes up, looking for a creative solution to that problem and getting the right people around the table to get to a better solution. Um, and I especially enjoy that. And when, I think you may ask about it down the road, but I especially <laughs> enjoy that when it has a positive impact on our students, uh, the ability to to improve a process to make access to education better for for students who maybe wouldn't have been able to succeed otherwise. Yes, that's awesome. Well, let's talk about your students. I did a little research. It seems like a very family-oriented uh, campus. I won't get into what the poo is, but <laughs> <laughs> we won't talk about the poo. Everyone but, will be googling the purple poo. poo. Yeah, that we'll <laughs> let them, we'll let them Google that. <laughs> we'll leave it a mystery. That's but, right. Uh, yeah, talk to us about the student life and uh, what it's like there on campus for you all. Tarleton is really a special place, and I've I've been able to um, to see the perspective of um, of employee and and administrator, um, but also as parent of a student, um, and then finished my master's here as well. And so 
um, I've, I've gotten to see Tarleton from a lot of different perspectives and it really is, it, it really is special. The family atmosphere that you mentioned, um, is real. It, you know, it, it's, it's a fun place to be. Um, we have, we have 15,000 students, about 9,500 of those are at our Stephenville campus, our main campus and, um, and about 4,000 beds on campus. So, uh, residential. So we are a residential campus. Um, we, we, uh, do a lot of fun things on campus to give those students an opportunity to connect with one another. Um, also very active. The cabinet the executive team is very active uh, with the student body. Um, in a few weeks, we will serve them waffles on Waffle Wednesday um, and uh, during uh, April Sexual Assault Awareness Month, we'll do teal donuts. We'll, and, and the executive team will be out serving our students. So, um, a lot of opportunities to interact, which, you know, makes those parts of, of the job that aren't always fun worth it because you get to see the impact um, on the students. Right. And that's what it's all about, right? The students. That's, that's right. What, that's what we're here for. So that's, that's right. That's what it's all about. That's great. To talk a little bit more about the financial side, as you, you kind of talked about this a little bit, the state of Texas and the public university system. Are there any concerns that you have now um, in this fiscal year uh, concerning the finances of what the state, um, you know, is doing, anything like that? That major concerns? Um, n- no, this is this is a great time to be in Texas. So, um, if, if you uh, have read anything about the economy of Texas right now, the state legislature really has more more money at their disposal this session than than anyone can remember. Um, I think we've referred to it as a once in a lifetime legislative session. And so um, the bills that are out there currently are, are very generous to higher education, address some, some things like inflation, some things, uh, some unfunded mandates like uh, the, the Hazelwood Legacy Initiative, which extends uh, Hazelwood benefits for veterans to their dependents. And so right now that's something that the university has just absorbed. Um, and, and for the, for our institution, that's not a small number. It's several million dollars a year. And so, so we're excited about the legislative session. Expect for it to be a, a really good one for, for public institutions in Texas. Very good. Very good. All right. So let's talk about your future in higher ed. What's that looking like? What are you excited about? I love higher education. I had told someone recently, it's the dream job that I didn't know to dream about, right? Um, and so, um, because it's not where I saw myself, uh, but, but I found myself here and, and have really, um, really loved, loved it, loved being able to make a difference. Uh, like you said, in the lives of students, my favorite thing is graduation because you get to see, you know, that those students, um, really, uh, reach their, their educational goal. Um, I actually have also kind of become a, a lifelong learner as, as I've come to appreciate higher education a little bit more. So I finished my master's here uh, at Tarleton and I'm working on a PhD in higher ed administration um, at Texas A&M University. Um, and folks ask me all the time, so um, are you going to be a president? And my answer is, I have no idea. I never thought I'd be a CFO. <laughs> That's right. So, so here we are. And I, I love it. And I, I would be content to do what I'm doing um, until they make me stop. So uh, we'll see. 
Yeah. Never say never, right? That's never right. I never. learned that. <laughs> you learned. Yes. Uh, yes, you did. So if you were looking at someone to, and we uh, talked about a little bit talking to your younger self, but what are some key things you would be looking for for future CBOs, some key skills that you would see in someone to say, okay, you know what? I think they would be good at this. That's a really good question and easy for me to answer because I think I can talk about the ways that I have needed to grow uh, as I've grown into this position. And I would say flexibility and collaboration, you know, as as finance professionals, especially my my undergraduate degree is in accounting, which tends to be very black and white. You know, it's really easy to to see things only from the finance perspective. And um, we have to be able to sometimes take off our, not well, maybe not take off our finance hat because it's always there, but we have to be able to see from the perspective of our academic uh, side of the house, our provost and student affairs and um, enrollment management. And we, we have to be able to have those collaborative conversations and come to, to what is best for the institution as a whole, not always what, what looks right um, on paper from a finance perspective. Very good. Well, congratulations on working on your uh, PhD. Uh, that's very exciting. <laughs> and um, yeah. And do you have any final thoughts for us? No, I think um, I really appreciate the opportunity to visit with you and um, appreciate the work of, of Nakubo. Um, it, it's been great to build relationships and learn from my peers through the things that Nakubo offers. And um, I'm just grateful to be a part of this community. Awesome. Well, we are so grateful to have you today. Thank you so much, Lori. We appreciate your time. Thank you, Donna. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of CBO Speaks, brought to you by the National Association of College and University Business Officers. You can find resources for today's episode, as well as a wide variety of research and tools at nakubo.org. Make sure you subscribe to CBO Speaks on Apple Podcasts so that you can get the latest episodes instantly. And on behalf of Lori Beatty, Chief Financial Officer, Executive Vice President for Finance and Administration at Tarleton State. State University. I want to thank you for joining us on CBO Speaks. I'm Donna Sheely. Be well.